Lightning struck, power out his sparks was oh, flying around. Real ones here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, really with lions around the outlines of chalk where the corpse is lying. Of course, I'm trying to revive a sport that's dying. But the guns and the drug mm. bars that y'all are lying got these nerves thinking bars. that you yeah. niggas hard yeah. as iron. But that just mean I ain't as comfortable as y'all with lying. Lion. Stressing Ooh. the truth. No, I never stress <laughs> in the boost. They feel the pressure me. I feel like I just left them a suit. Effortless. How I'm skating on these records. Proof. I put your favorite rapper neck in the noose, never letting them loose. Cold world, the heat of right, man, we're gonna go yeah, and jump in so Jason can get uh, finish getting the other side of his haircut. <laughs> like, it's some real TV shit. This nigga up here, like, half lined up, like, half lined up. I thought he was bullshit, then I saw him. I was like, yo, this nigga is Harvey Dent right now. <laughs> Just look to the left, bro. <laughs> he literally got a good side, tonight. yeah, right. <laughs> So now let me just say like this. I don't even know which side of the Nah, man, for real, I appreciate you guys for coming out uh, tonight and tuning in. This is episode 341. It's a bonus episode. We're out of season. Um, but we wanted to have an Our Guys episode, yeah. man. Frank, me and you always talking about some live shit. Yes. Also inside of uh, the group chat or the group uh, meet, whatever we got set up between Richard, Jason, and Najee, man. We always talking about some real shit mm -hmm. when we're interacting with each other during the week. And yeah. we just wanted to jump on wax. We don't even really record during the week normally. Right. We're here on a Wednesday. We Wild definitely Wednesday. don't recur record this late, nigga. <laughs> For real. It's 8 o'clock. <laughs> Vampire Kids is getting ready to go to bed. Shit. You know what I'm it's, saying? It's spring break. I'm yes. good. I'm good. But we got Najee in the building. How you doing tonight, fam? I'm good, beloved. I can't complain, man. There you go, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> we got the homie Jason Gray in the building. How you doing today, fam? Hey, man, I can't complain. I'm and we. Good. And we uh we got the other half of the great family, Rich, man. How you doing tonight, family? I'm good, baby. I'm pretty much on vacation, so I'm lit. Oh, that is right. <laughs> when you leaving? We leaving in the morning. Oh, for real? But that nigga crispy, bro. That cut crispy. Yeah, I know. Oh, that's that what is. I told him. He got a nah, good camera. That's every Wednesday, though. <laughs> <laughs> Picked a good day to that's do what it. I'm, saying. <laughs> I'm over here. I was literally driving in, and I was like, yo, this is the night. Like, if I got arrested. And I was famous, and the nigga knocked my hat off or a hat off while they was arresting me, bro. They'd be like, "Yeah, this nigga's on crack." Like literally, that's what that, that's what my hair says tonight, fam. But no, yeah, I wanted stop to going to barbershops on Fridays, man. The, the black man's face. Yeah. After, after thirty five, it's like Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. You come right in, get in the seat, and it's it's, and it's therapy done. at that point. It is, bro. And I try to get in on Thursdays if I can. But we we wanted to talk a little bit about um, a lot of things that guys go through you've seen a lot of stuff on the news and on social media where guys are crying out um i think with the game interview on drink champs it was a four jason you mentioned being a four-hour episode and it's like you it's can tell time. these niggas are hurt from the things they're saying we talked about the michael beasley, yeah, beasley. interview beasley. on the pivot uh mm -hmm. podcast mm -hmm. you could tell before the crying scene that this dude was hurt mm -hmm. and we talk all the time in our groups and we talk about how Men don't have spaces to say certain things. And I thought about it, and I said, we actually do, mm -hmm. but not all the time do we execute those spaces. Yeah. I think that's the thing. Like, for me, I feel like like rooms like this, we talk about it all the time, yeah. too. When you got a crew like like you got, um, that's the place to do it. Yeah. But, but a lot of times we be waiting for the invitation or we be trying to make sure it's a safe space to do it. So when you have the conversations openly like we do here, then you already know it's a safe space, but I think most cats haven't established it yet. Yeah. And from like Michael Beasley's perspective, I know I was talking with Rich earlier and we were kind of, he gave a different perspective because when I saw it, I was just like, damn, it is true. Like, like Michael Beasley said, when you need something or you want help, like people don't see that shit. Right. But Rich, you brought a different perspective. If you don't mind bringing that one to the mic. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, I mean, I looked at it from the same lens initially, you know, that, that everybody else looked at it from. But then just kind of taking a moment to kind of step back and understanding like what type of, you know, athlete he was and, you know, how, how high up the food chain he was when he, you mm -hmm. know, initially came into the NBA. You know, he, he's one of those guys where you wouldn't hear that he was hurt until he hit rock bottom, because when he was up, you know, he was talking from a place of success, mm -hmm. a place of privilege and you know, the, the language that you would pick up from somebody, you know, saying that they need help, you don't really hear that. And then the people that are around them are a mixture of, yes man and then people that are trying to tell them the right thing and then the only thing that you really hear when you're in that place are the yes man right. because you just need somebody to you know validate the thoughts that you have 
you know, on a positive spin. So, you know, you, you at that point, man, you, everybody loves you. You, you, you're the number one pick in the, the number two pick in the draft. And I mean, everybody's pouring into who that version of you, you know, is, and you don't really see that part until you're out of the league and you're trying to, you know, you know, fight your way back in or feel like, you know, you're no longer a part of that fraternity. So you saw a mixture of somebody that was hurt, but then you also saw someone that was on the outside looking in and a majority of those emotions, you know, came from that place. And that's not me being insensitive to that. Yeah. We just, we understand the lifeline of an athlete, you know, mm -hmm. with some of the spaces that we work in with some of the guys that, you know, we have as our clients. I mean, we, we know this all too well, man. Now, <clears throat> I know when I saw it for me, I, I kind of saw myself in a sense, I felt like any dude, any black guy who's pushing and striving to do something, to build something, and you hit a point. It was a point in there where he also talked about uh, they, you know, Channing, Channing Crowder was holding him accountable and, and uh, Ron Clark was as well. And he was mm -hmm. like, hey, is there anything that you feel like you could have done different right. to change your situation? And I thought even though it was a I don't know if it was a per perfect time to ask that question <laughs> in the interview, but it was some accountability. I felt like that needed to take place because if it keeps happening and it keeps following him, you know what I'm saying? Like, And he talked about yeah. having that that uh, narrative on his head. And a lot of times I feel like when you want to talk about things, like even here, bro, it's times I'm in a circle with you or I'm with, uh, with Jason and them. And it's like, you, you are vulnerable, mm -hmm. but it's still so hard to like ask for help. We talk about how hard it is to ask for money. Mm -hmm. So how, yeah. if it's hard to ask for money, how hard it is it to go talk about a bill you may have missed or you spent your last on something and you struggling to make it to the next check. And a lot of times yeah. we are all in positions where I feel like some people look at, what we're doing and think we don't have a bad day. Right. Perception. Yeah. It's, it's all perception. Um, you know, when you reach, or at least when people perceive you to have, have reached a certain level, you know, they, they, they think automatically that you got it and everything is all gravy when actually, you know, that's, it, that's hardly the case. Um, you know, and that's, that, that was one thing that, you know, and I'm sure y'all could probably attest to this too, that we all had to go through, you know, whether it's with friends, families, people you're in relationships with, um, you know, people, once they see you have this, you know, what they deem is success, even deem. if you see it like that, mm -hmm. then, you know, again, they, they just automatically think that it's gravy and it's not gravy because it's hard to maintain that. And it's a struggle with maintaining that whatever level of success or whatever it is that you're doing, you know, is, 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 is very, very difficult to maintain. Mm -hmm. And you get into that position where you're trying to maintain it for yourself, but then you're trying to outwardly maintain it for the people that's observing it. Yeah. And that's kind of where we get caught up at um, with, with, with all of this. So yeah, man, it's, it's all a perception thing, man. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I don't know if you back there, Najee. I finna say I hadn't seen. Yeah, this so I didn't know, but I finna say you could jump in at any time because I, you know, I, you know, my ass, I get on one. Yeah, so I looked at it from a different standpoint. So I look at it as a man whose passion was taken away from him. This was the thing that you know made people love him. And sometimes when you're just searching for love, you'll take that love however you can get it. And life circumstances, whatever has you know took him away from the game that he grew up loving. Yeah. You know. I mean, he said it himself, like he grew up in, and I'm from DC, so I'm familiar with his, his story a little bit. I actually mm -hmm. went to high school right where he grew up at. So yeah. knowing his story and knowing how he grew up, you know, knowing how, you know, people really didn't acknowledge him until they was able to have some type of benefit from his gift, mm -hmm. yeah, profit right. from his gift. And so once that gift is taken away, and for two reasons, it's taken away because you know, just lack of, you know, I'm not going to say lack of will because he still wants to play, but it's like yeah. so much is caught up with him that, you know, teams are kind of weary of even giving him opportunity. Mm -hmm. And then probably like self-awareness, that's probably his biggest downfall. He probably, he probably does. And then life has hit him as well. Yeah. He yeah. has taken oh, yeah. so many different losses. You know, I can only imagine how I would feel, God forbid, knock on wood, if something ever happened to my mother. Yeah. I mean, everything is getting shut down. Yeah. That's just how I feel, you know, but some people just don't know how to manage that. And when you don't know how to manage it, you don't have people in your corner. You know, like you said, like when, when we up, it's it's all That's love. Thing, but when shit hit the fan and you scatter in the fire, motherfuckers, it's like, where are you? What have you done for me lately? Yeah. yeah. That's what he's going through right now. 
No, yeah. I, yep. I agree with that. Now, I also look at it like for me, I like we all have these different perspectives. I think what I was looking at it from was like, I know everybody on that stand was offering him help. And I was like, is the help going to come, though, after the show? Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because sound good in the moment. That's what I'm saying. But it's like how many people are actually, you know, doing that? Mm-hmm. A part of us coming back out here tonight was to have conversations like this because so many times, like I said, we sit around in these chats and we talk about all this great shit. And I was like, yo, it's dope to see regular dudes like coming in. Like we ain't coming in dressed up, trying to look the part or nothing. It's just about getting this content off and having a conversation of like, where do black man, like where's a a safe space for black men to talk? So for me, I thought about this. I said, we have these spaces. Like I have these spaces with you guys. There's a lot of times I'm in these groups or I'm talking to you guys and maybe you guys can attest to this, but I may be going through something and, and like we've all been able to be, somebody ask us, hey, how's it going? Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, yo, I'm good. Why is it so difficult not to actually say how you're feeling <laughs> amongst each other when we actually want that shit? And a lot of times we do have that space to go to, but we don't actually use that, bro. Yeah, that's that's hard. That's hard because, for me, too, man, because I, I mean, I don't know. It's not hard anymore because I'm getting a little older. Yeah. Like I don't understand the life and understanding the relationships that I have. You keep saying a little. I'm letting that shit slide. I'm letting, I'm, I'm getting a little older, man. Okay. What the fuck you talking about? Man? All right. Shit. I'm, 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 I'm going to tell you, man, I think a part of it is, man, we are all like superheroes in our own circle, right? Mm-hmm. Like to yeah. Jason's point, you know, we have to, you know, upkeep this, you know, perception of us because there are people that look up to us. They look at us as people that are at a certain place, even though we're trying to still figure this stuff out every mm-hmm. single day. And, and sometimes we own that and try to live up to it. And so, you know, I just think about it like, you know, when I'm at home, you know, with my kid, like the things that I'm not going to do is, you know, say things like stop that crying or, you know, don't express right. yourself. Right. Exactly. You need to cry out and for whatever reason, get it out. And then we're going to learn how to, how to express ourselves and work through that because man, you know, me and Jason, we grew up in the same household. I can attest to, you know, me, you know, just observing him, you know, learning how, or seeing how he's learning how to express himself vulnerably, you know, be emotional, be open about it. And man, that's just something that we didn't have in our household. And Mm -hmm. it's, you know, put me in the spot where, man, you know, that's something that I need to, you know, more so be more in tune with, man. Like don't ignore those feelings in your gut and how you feel it every day. If you ain't, if you don't got it that day and that's fine. Like just try again tomorrow. You know, and that's, I'm glad he said that too, because for me personally, I got two kids. I got an 11 year old daughter and a 13 year old son. So anytime I'm having conversations about anything, you know, it it forces me to reflect back. Am I telling them something I'm actually living? You know, a lot of times Mm -hmm. I learn from myself just by the things that I tell them like, okay, because I got to make sure that what I'm telling them is the same thing that I'm uh, modeling in my own life. So I learned a lot, man, from just having conversations with my kids and just making sure that I'm up to par with how I'm living and making sure that aligns with what I'm saying. Yeah. What was, sure. I think I heard you in the back, Naj. What were you about to say? Well, I mean, I, and I think it comes from like a place of not wanting to be a burden because, Bro. you know, as a man, it's just like, yo, we 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 are problem solvers. That's we right. have to be fixers, thinkers, fixers, you know. And, you know, back in 2019, that was probably, I always said that's the best and worst time of my life. You know, I lost my uncle. I lost my grandmother, who was very, very, like 50%, half of my heart. She was half of my mom's other half lost her and I never told anyone this but said my girlfriend had a miscarriage yeah so you know she had a miscarriage from stress with losing her mom in 2019 as well yeah so really was no time to show emotion or feel emotion because when my grandmother passed away I had to step into a position of being like a quote unquote adult. And yeah. at the time I'm 27. So people were looking for me for strength. Yeah. You know, for guidance, how to yeah. overcome certain things. I'm a grandchild. I'm not even one of the seven kids. Yeah. I'm one of the grandkids. But still, it's just like I'm one of the we are a female dominant family. So I'm one of the few men. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I even had to supersede some of my uncles who are just, for lack of better words, immature. You know what I'm saying? So I still haven't had time to process what happened in 2019, yeah. you know, but I just, it's just some things in life. You just, you just continue to try to just keep the ball rolling, but it's tough. Cause you don't want to be a burden, you know, cause other people yeah. are dealing with pain and you want to show them that you're strong for them as well. 
But how did we change yeah. that? Like, you got to make time now. That's what I'm saying. Because like, we we talking about it, but at the same time, it's like at some point you have to, bro. Because yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm I'm cool with being honest enough to say the times where, like, I, nigga, I didn't set up in my apartment. I could be, I mean, and, and be smoking, whatever the case may be. And if a rush of emotions comes over me, like, sometimes I'd have cried for no fucking reason. When I was watching Michael Beasley cry, he didn't want to cry, bro. No, he was trying like, not you, to. You see how red we, his we, temple we, got, bro? We, that's what men do. He did we not want to hold cry. It back. But that, like he said, bro, it's been several times where it's been a cry for help. You can see the shit. Yeah. Like they said, when he, when he talked about the time when he ran out when he was playing for the Lakers and he still had his practice shorts on. And people yeah. made fun of him. But he was like, I didn't even get to deal with, you know, my mom dying or whatever mm-hmm. at that moment. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because yeah. everything is a joke and everything is about, you know, what's seen up front. Mm-hmm. Ball players don't get no space. Like, think about it, though. If we don't really feel like we have a space, imagine what niggas who are above everybody else and then the 1% have, bro. Constantly people coming at them. Asking yeah, for constantly. shit. Constantly. Wanting shit. I agree with that, for sure. You know, once you get, you know, once you get older and you start going through things, because, man, I, I think about, you know, um, you know, a couple years ago, whatever, you know, I'm going through it with um with my ex, man. And I was like, I was going through it. Yeah. And nobody knew, mm. you know, like I'm crying and stuff, man. We it's just going through, you know, it's a it's a it's a kid involved, whatever the case may be. But you know, looking at it now, it's just like, damn, why couldn't I why couldn't I just hit up my guys and be like, hey man, I'm fucked up right now. Yeah, bro. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and and thinking about it now, I could just imagine. Everybody like, man, what you need? Like, man, you come out here and stay with me. Yep. You know, but we don't think about we that don't, stuff. Bro. We don't. You mm. know, when it's when it's happening or or when it's over, you don't really just sit back and reflect. Like, damn. Yeah. I ain't have to go through this by myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and I'm talking about it was just it was a dark time. You know, and again, like Rick said, you know, I'm feeling like a superhero. It's like at night, fuck it. I'm just going to cry, <laughs> figure it out. Yep. And then I'm going to wake up the next morning. And get the shit done. And I'm going to get this shit done. And get yeah. this shit done when in actuality, I should have been like, man, I ain't doing shit. I'm going to figure this out. You know, I need to talk to somebody. Yep. I, I got to talk to my guys. Like, I mean, shoot, I don't yeah, even man. call my brother and tell him. You know, I mean, they you know now. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll tell it now. But then <laughs> I'm just like, man, oh, man, forget all of this, man. Yeah. Like, I got, I'm a, I'm a, this work, yeah. that's going to help me out, get through this. Yeah. And actually, still be waiting that's, the biggest, that's the biggest send off of all. Like, we, <laughs> I want to show everybody. Oh, yeah. you going to play me? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Up. But I was in, you know, and, and that's how we operate. Like, me, yeah. like we will find the smallest things and be like, you know what? I'm going to show you. Yeah. You know, and that that's kind of what we will operate, where I was yeah. operating from. Y'all going to die laughing at this, but when we were in middle school, I forgot the chick's name. Jason, it, it was some middle school stuff. Chick played him, something like that. But he had something lined up where he was going to sing for the Black History Program. He was like, you know what? She played me, but she going to love me Monday morning. I'll never forget. That boy went on that stage and bombed. Did that. Oh, you said he bombed? <laughs> nigga had 90s R&B in his heart, nigga, from the start. It was like some sitcom type stuff. But ever since then, it was always like, I'm going to have to show up my Yeah, but again, it's just like, it's it's in us. Like, that's yeah. literally what it is. Like, I'm going a, I'm to a show her. I'm going to go hard. And yeah. she going to love me after this, man. Yeah. Boy, I'm talking about it was, it was bad, yo. Wrong. <laughs> I want to, uh, how do we create a space, though? Um, I know I've talked with all of y'all before, and it came up this week where we were talking about even as men being taken for granted. And I've seen, you've seen a lot of videos where guys are talking about it, and it's never received well. And I understand why it's never received well, because these niggas are always talking from a place of hurt. Yeah. Like, you know, we've even talked about, like, what Kanye's going through right now. You know, and... and is he doing it publicly? Yes. Yes, he is. It, That's who he is. Is it a bit much at this point? Yes. Yeah. But we've also had those perspectives where, <laughs> look, what Rick you shake your head for, Rich? Rick <laughs> man. Kim Kardashian, she went on Ellen and proclaimed this dude as her boyfriend, like on national TV. Like, man, he got to fight fire with fire, bro. Yeah. 
you, it don't get no bigger than Ellen for women yeah. who's yeah. being abused, quote unquote, man. I'm telling y'all, bro, he got to do what he doing. Yeah. He has to. I just think it's goofy behavior, man. Like, it's, it's <laughs> not here goofy. He's a, he's think a goofy. About, he's, but look he's, at he's, it. He's unapologetically goofy about <laughs> in the position that he's in trying to figure it out. And I love it. I love that. Like, we're in the age of social media now. So yeah. these kids have social media at like seven, eight years old. Yeah. So think about the kids that are going to school with whatever, Little North and South, whatever their kid's name is. <laughs> like, think about West. the shit that's been, oh, Northwest, Wait, whatever. West, yeah. <laughs> see? But, 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 but think see, about that's the shit problem. that's, that's another, And that shit is going to follow them. That's yeah. another black dad having to think about everything else and everybody else except what he's dealing with yeah. and what he needs to do to... But as a, as a father, that's your duty, though. You got to put your kids above you. Mm. That's just how it is. That's what you signed up for. That's a fact. You got me. I ain't even. I don't got no pushback yeah. on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody got their way of handling situations. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can't say the man yeah. wrong. I just say that I wouldn't handle my shit like that. I just. Yeah. I'm, I'm. But I'm a. Pub, I'm not a public either. person. I'm a private yeah. person. So whatever yeah, I go through is kind of what we talking about. Yeah. I go through we in the saw that documentary and, and, and we saw who he is for better and for worse. Like yeah. that's who, yeah, he he is is. who he I, is. Actually, I actually expect this more than anything. Mm -hmm. Now that we really know. Oh, for sure, for sure. No, you do. How did? But why? Why? How, I don't have any kids, bro. But I always like we've talked about how men get the bad rap in situations like after they end, like Tristan Thompson paying forty seven thousand and child support a month, like uh, and and the shit that Kanye him. going through, and, and it's like how to. Like, how do you even deal with this shit, bro? Like, how do you deal with that? The narrative is never going to be in your favor. Yo, it's like Danny Green said, man. You know, that they are who we thought they were. These niggas get caught up with these chicks, Oh, you talking about Kardashian? Yeah. yeah I mean, it, it, it never is, ends look, well. Like, come on, man. It never like, ends well. Come on now. Like, when Lamar Odom went through his little thing and he said what was going on in that house, I was like, yo, that shit don't surprise me, man. I don't but know yo, what but, but, but with Ye, is it a Kardashian thing or is this every breakup? Every breakup he's ever had has been a spectacle. It is definitely. He and, broke and, up with and now we got kids involved, right? He so yeah. 808s and heartbreaks. When he broke up with um, Amber, we got my dark twisted fantasy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to see who he's going to get after this. Yeah. Kim. Yeah. Because like, it's just what he do, bro. And it's another level because there's kids involved with this one. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Black man and kids. Jay, I know we were talking earlier this week, bro, and it's we've talked about balance, being a black, being a black man, being a family man, being a businessman. How is it with Frank? You know this too, Rich yeah. and Jason. This is y'all question. Like, how do y'all balance it all? Trying to do what you do, see your kids, be a good father, and set the tempo for what you want your son or your daughters, you know, to be. You know, I think. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Frank. Go ahead. I was just gonna say for me, man, like I, I think it's it kind of goes back to what uh what Rich just said. Like, I don't overthink it no more. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I I just don't overthink it. I think I'm a good dude. You know what I'm saying? I take care of my business, I take care of my kids, I got a lot of great friendships. Like that tells me that I'm a right dude. Yeah. So when I'm dealing with my kids, I just deal with them real. You know what I mean? Like they eleven and thirteen and they black kids growing up in the world and and I don't sugarcoat shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I just be real with them. I be real with myself. And I'll be real with them. Like, daddy likes, he has his own interests. But obviously, I'm going to take care of the family, too. You yeah. know what I mean? But, like, I just yeah. try to I just try to live, man. You know, I try to live. I try to take care of them. I try to teach them the principles that, not specifically what I do, but just teach them life principles that when they ain't, when they ain't around me, you know, they can apply those things. They can be aware of things that happen, situational. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of pressure in being a parent. And but I think sometimes you gotta sure. you gotta back up a little bit, but like yo, give yourself some fucking grace and shit. Yeah. This shit don't come with no fucking manual. Yeah. So you gotta do your best, man. And Jason, you're the newest to the to the baby crew. I mean, actually, man, like it is is not hard at all. Um, you know, when when you when you really like love your kid, mm -hmm. when you really love your kid, man, it's easy because you realize that whatever that kid wants or whatever that kid needs you're going to do it. Yeah. And it's nothing that can stop you, you know, even if you don't have it, you know, so I'll use an example, you know, when, when, when my son is with me and I know I got to, you know, write something, he'll be sitting there, you know, on his tablet or something, you know, and then I could just look over and just be like, I got to make this shit happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I got to make this shit like I love this Instant man. Motivation. Yeah, Instant yeah. Motivation. you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's simple as that, man. You know, and I've been fortunate enough to see 
like my best friend Rob and my other friend Moody, them, how they was able to raise their kids going through whatever yeah. they was going through, you know, and mm -hmm. just seeing how my brother, how everybody was doing it, you know, yeah. so it just kind of gave me a leg up a little bit to be like, okay, this is this is how you do this. So, you know, when when people and everybody got their own situation, yeah. mm -hmm. but when you really love your child, man, ain't no excuses, man. Yeah. Like you can't tell me, you know, that there's an excuse why you ain't taking care of your kid when you yeah. love them to mm -hmm. death. Yeah. Like, it ain't I just it's nothing that you could tell me. You know what I'm saying? Like I would get up if I needed to at four in the morning and I won't huff and puff. Man, what you need? He needs some medicine. Mm -hmm. I'm up. I'm going to get right. it. You know up already. I'll jump out a three-story building yeah. if I have to. It's just it's just that simple, man. And you don't really understand your true emotions until you got a kid. <laughs> no doubt about that. You don't understand, dog. Like I look at my son and I just be crying. Like, oh man, it's my son. Like I love him. Like he just be dancing and doing stuff. You know, my guys came over to the crib and it's just me, my guys, and my son. He in the bed. Jumping up and down, just I mean, it's just like man, y'all see this shit, man. Y'all see this, man. You know, so we don't we don't accept no excuses for no for not taking care of your kids or you know making excuses why you can't do this and yeah. do that, man. Get off your ass, man. Go do what you got to do. And y'all are good yeah. sounding boards too, because I know a lot of times, like as of late, like I know I've been coming to you guys and I'm like, hey, how's it with kids like this, or how's it been like living with somebody? Because I've never experience either one yeah. of these things yeah. you're on your way so for me it's like you think about those things and it's difficult because you kind of like like jason yeah. said like how i'm supposed to make this work right. especially mm -hmm. if you are a man and you're you know the idea of you is to provide mm -hmm. but you know you struggle on your own sometime and it's like how the fuck i'm gonna bring a child into this shit yeah i'm supposed yeah. to take care of me and this other motherfucker <laughs> or two and, and yeah. it, yeah. you ready dog yes. like that's one of them things thing. that you gotta when just you here when the kid is here you will figure it out yeah, yeah as a matter of fact it's gonna you think you trying to figure it out now you might just need <laughs> that extra battery in your back to be like oh i really got I it really got it no choice <laughs> some days where you don't feel like doing nothing oh, and you yeah. need that extra extra motivation yeah all you got to do is look to your left mm -hmm. look to your right look in front of you and you yeah. see that kid there it'll give you every boost of energy that you need to be like all right man i gotta get <laughs> i gotta do what i gotta do if you yes, ain't ready indeed. for that then yeah you know sit this one out yeah bro <laughs> fatherhood is like the the ultimate responsibility like you don't even mm -hmm. know who you are as a man until yep. you until you get to that point if you you know decide that that's you know that's that's what's for you because yeah. everything that they need is dependent upon you. And yeah. I mean, if you're fortunate Everybody. enough to have, you know, a lady that's there with you and y'all are grinding it out together, but a man and his little boy, the, the thing about that is you literally see you in him, like all the nuance, the hand move. I know when my son is lying. Yeah. I know when he's beat. Like, <laughs> I, I, just wrong. Know, I know when he's excited, like all of that stuff, you know it. And he's not going to be able to tell you otherwise or try to BS you, you know, yeah. when you, you know, once he gets older, but man, just those experiences, like going through life with them, like every little thing, like learning how to swim, playing sports, you thinking about yourself, like, right. oh man, he out here nervous. Like I see him stepping yeah. up, stepping yep. up. Cause you know, <laughs> you used to play sports yeah. when you wasn't on your A game. But, the, so, yeah. man, but, just... but you know what I noticed the most underrated part of this is the bond that you, you know, even if it's in passing with other men yeah. who have had kids or mm -hmm. who have kids, who, yeah. even if they grown. so. Today, I'm downstairs washing my clothes and my son is with me and I got him putting clothes in a dryer and oh, he excited. Man. And this man <laughs> came in, in there like we probably wouldn't even have had a conversation. And he was like, man, I see what you're doing. My kids, you know, they older now. But he was like, man, this is going to go by fast, man. Enjoy yeah, it every moment. moment. And it's just yeah. the bonding that yes. you have yeah. with other men like other men who who's raising their kids or raise their kids like they have a different appreciation for another man that's raising his kid, mm -hmm. man, and they see it. It's and a fraternity, man. Yeah, it man, is. like, it's that man, that's what it is. Like, it's yeah. a real fraternity for men who love and raise their kids, man. And I think, you know, that's a space that isn't operated or talked about or given to us because unless you have a kid, people don't know that. Yeah. Like, people don't know that. You know, when I'm walking with my kid, man, I could just see women men like when i'm with them i could just see like they eyes light up because they instantly see the soft side of you bro yeah man like i man 
when me and him be like in Target and stuff, man, like, I'd be like, damn, boom. Jason, boom. excited. Boom. Like, I feel like, I'm telling you, like, man, and, you know, women love dudes who love their kids. Man. That's for real. Sure. That's a fact. Yeah. It's because they selfish, man. They was yeah. like, okay. If, if he love him, he gonna love me. to can go to. We yeah. already know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Nah, bro. I, I Like, for me, I, I like we talk, I've been asking so many questions about fatherhood because you do start having those thoughts or I begin yes. to have those thoughts. And I even told you when I started thinking about like living with someone and I was asking Rich and Jason, like, how did y'all go about doing it? And situations are different. But I think for me, it's like something in life is pulling on me now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like something like you, know you want more out of life. Mm-hmm. You And not even just from a financial aspect. Yeah, you want to grow that. But like. I used to always hear, and I know we always heard it, probably our grandparents say this, two heads is better than one. Yeah. Back mm-hmm. in the day, you strictly only think about that. When I was younger, I used to be like, okay, financially, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. But it's in so many other ways, bro. Oh, yeah. Especially yeah. if you have a true help meet. You know what I'm saying? Where it's a person that's really there to help you out. You got their back, and y'all are truly serving one another. Right. For me, that's all I want. Like, if I'm going to do it, I just want to make sure it's done the right way. We've seen so many wrong situations yes, of indeed. people cohabitating for the wrong reasons or loving for the wrong reasons, so on and so forth. But to talk about it from a financial aspect, I wanted to talk about how do we have a discussion of balance and finances in a relationship or a household, which is something that came up again in some of our conversation circles this week. And for me personally, I started out by saying, I know I've been in relationships where financially, you know, my situation, Mm -hmm. I may be doing okay, but okay. Ain't rich. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, if you've had the conversation or I know I've had the conversation several times where it's like, yo, Hey, this is what it looks like. Can you know, if you can help out here, Hey, you know what it is. Yeah. But with most women that a lot of times that shit never comes. And then at a point we just keep doing what we are doing and it starts to build. If you don't have that conversation to change it, it can build some resentment or some anger. No doubt. How do you have that conversation about finances and your woman doing more in the household? Like doing more or just balancing yeah, 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 out. Yeah, I yeah. got you, I got you. Yeah, man, I, I'll kick this one off because, I mean, I guess we all add our own perspective, right? Like, you know, I'm married and I had a chance to kind of, you know, see my wife's mother and how she operates with her husband. And, I mean, that's literally where everybody's ideals start for the most part, like what they see in their household growing up, like yeah. every single day. And so she had a father that, you know, he's one of those lunch pail dads that goes to the office with the uniform and works all day and, and brings home the bread. And while her mom works as well, it's still about the dad, you know, bringing home the bread. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you cross that threshold and you're dealing with somebody else that didn't experience that same type of lifestyle and it's a different background, if y'all don't address that head on, it's going to silently become problematic. Like yeah. it literally it literally is. So, you know, we come from two different types of households. Me and Jason, we grew up in a household with a mother and a grandmother. Our mom, you know, waited tables and, and you know, saved up tips to get us whatever it is that we needed. You know, our grandma was a, a social worker, you know, for the most part. And again, it was, we saw women get up and go get it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And make whatever happened for their kids. And then she saw this traditional two-parent household where the dad brought home all the money and the mom get to keep her money. So that conversation never happened. We just, like said, we'll figure it out as we get there. And then we get to this place where we are now where, you know, we had conversations in our group chat about certain things and how we handle it. And man, we're trying to figure it out in real time because we didn't address it. And the default is, hey, bro, you figure it out. And that's not fair. I think it would be okay, like even that situation with your wife's parents, I think it's okay for him to bring home the bacon mm-hmm. if the woman, I, and I don't know that situation, but I think it's okay to bring home the bacon to your woman if your yeah. woman is doing something for you at some point in time. Like, to, sure. the way you feel appreciated. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's a lot, in these days, it's more of a take, take, take mentality yeah. because social media and what other people are doing on, you know, movie stars, actors, social media people, that's what they're basing their love language is off of. And I feel like that, that's what's fucking up Distorted. a lot of the game. Yeah, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I feel like when it comes to, I mean, because I've learned over the years, you know what I'm saying, and um, relationships and situations, you really do have to have that, that conversation up front, man. You know, and I think that we learn so much when we're down through the line in a relationship yeah. or at the end, you yeah. know what I mean? But yeah. it's so important, the communication of things like that, 
finances. We know that finances kill relationships yeah. faster than even lack of sex and everything else. Yeah. You know, disagreements Absolutely. about finances. <clears throat> so if you don't have, if you know that information and, uh, you know, because a lot of times when you're paying attention, you have to have, if you're going to build a life with a person, you must know what their financial, like their, their relationship with oh, money. You got to ask and that it, question. I mean, you have to talk about yeah. it. If you don't, you're setting yourself up for a problem later on. You can't just hope that that your 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 thoughts and your ideals yeah. and your mindsets about money are aligned. You can't hope that shit. Some of these girls talk themselves right off a cliff, man. I have heard you, man. a couple of bitches be like credit card debt, and they be like ten, twenty, oh hell, thousand dollars. And what you like, got to show for? What are you? What you doing? got to show for it though? 10, Nothing. 20, and 30? What Bitch, you got to show man, for? Did you buy a pizza hut? Did you buy a house? Did you get a franchise? You got a business? What is going on? <laughs> no. You got a bunch of stuff in the closet, Bruh. a couple of purses, some that shoes. That shit's crazy. Come on, man. But, my stuff. Stuff. No, but, but you got to work through that. I don't think women are really good with finances, though. What did you what? say again, Ash? I said, this may sound sexist, but I mean, I don't think women are good at finances. I, I wouldn't say women, but a lot of so, women, because I think, again, who is holding them accountable, though? If men bring home the bacon and you have a man that takes care of that kind of shit and you have this money to spend frivolously. That's that's what that's what I'm getting. Yeah, to, I get what you're saying. Because it's this the idea of like, I'm just here. Like, you supposed to do everything else. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you supposed to come in and pay the rent, pay the bills. Right. Like that's the norm now. Yeah. Like for you, so for you to expect like a man that's like 25, 35 years old, for you to move in with him and expect for him to pay every single bill mm-hmm. and you don't contribute to anything, you just spend frivolously, you're spending thousand dollars on bags, you're not investing, <laughs> you don't have any type of idea, concept of money. Mm-hmm. I'm telling, I'm I'm just speaking. And where was you staying like, before no, you even no. got here? Was you paying rent before you got here? Right. No, because a lot of women they date guys who this is the norm. Like but, you're right. But, but we got to take some accountability for that because we enable yeah. that behavior. Yes, we do. Because they the relationship, you know. And I mean, I've been there. I'm Me sure too. at some point we've all been there. Yeah. When I was just, you know, I was just talking to my homegirl. We was just talking, and I and I was just saying how man, you know, and because uh, uh, based on the conversation we had in a group, I was just like, because all right, this is what happened. We went out and she was like, man, you know what? Don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. You know, and I was explaining to her, like, a lot of women don't do that. And I was saying, like, we don't have it all the time. Yeah. You know, sometimes we be struggling, but we'll be like, you know what? I got it because we're trying to preserve something. Uh, Right. And again, you know, we enable it. And then the further down the line go, the more we digging in our pocket. We digging until it's like to no point of no return. And, Mm -hmm. you know, she was like, and again, man, it's all about the women that we bump into, and the signs are early. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're always there. And yes. they be like, man, I got there. it, or next time I got it. And for me, I don't even care, like, because I mean, I got it. So I'd be like, don't worry about don't it. Worry but the about fact it. that you would even say, I got it, even if you got this perception that I got it, and you still do that, you know, those are the signs that you want to look for even before you had that conversation, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but yeah. it's like shit. We don't have it all the time. Or women who I mean? just do like, without us asking, bro. Right. Like the the yeah. women who just do without us asking. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones, bro. There's nothing better than that. It's nothing. And I ain't gotta ask for it. <laughs> yeah. I'll take that camera. Thank you. I appreciate that. But the financing yeah. part is important because, like I said, I've even been a part of that where you, like Jason said, you dig yourself into a hole, mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah. "Yo, man." Like I don't know. I you know remember Dave Chappelle's uh what was that shit. Where he was smoking on it. What's the uh, fuck? <laughs> I cannot remember that one. Where he was, he made the movie with Neil. Oh boy, Neil. I have baked. Oh, you're talking about have baked the movie. Yeah, and remember, oh, okay. remember that part when he took that girl on a date and he had like three dollars or eight dollars in his pocket and everything he bought it was like ding ding ding, like down to the. Do- he knew he barely had anything. Yeah, barely. And everything yeah. he wanted to buy that was in budget within budget she wanted something that was of course costing more yeah, but you know women it's the same that. thing but you know how many times i didn't went out to drink even when me and artesia was dating like you know i'm drinking it's like i'm gonna get another drink and i'm watching it i'm like okay well you counting all right like okay <laughs> this is like the fourth drink do i keep drinking to keep up right like it's yeah. all these or do you say yeah, i'm good yeah, I'm oh good. yeah ego, hey bitch like, cut this shit off Sometimes it's our ego. Of course. Like, yes. We want to we look like and feel like the man sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll just let it go and going in a hole, meaning, you know what? I'm going to go and swipe this credit card. I'm going to go ahead and eat into next pay period. Right. Yeah. To just do what we got to do for the time being. And that's a formula for destruction. Destruction. Destruction and disaster. Uh, <laughs> real talk. <laughs>
But it is so. It's yeah. so crazy, bro. I it like everything that we are saying tonight. It does somewhat come back to your ego. Yeah, how oh, you absolutely. say, how you feel, how you change but that. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I think that <laughs> it's way more women on the other side that are mm-hmm. like really like be like, man, don't worry about it. Oh yeah, then hold you down. I, I honestly feel like that from my. <laughs> see, <laughs> Me see, too. Jay, see, Jason out here seeing the representatives right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah cool. give it a couple of months, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, nah, bro. I'm dead serious. I don't. I, you know. No, I'm with you, I mean, bro. I, I, I mean, I think I've done enough enough dating in They're my life. They're trying to bag you. They're trying to yeah. bag you, bro. Oh, that's what it real is. That's see, the, they see hello zone, but it's like, oh yeah. But that is the dangerous part about what Jason's oh, saying too because we we all know about when you first about when you've been in a relationship for a while then you become single it's like these streets be hot oh it's hot it's inferno it's so hot bro yeah like man. hot like clams like some semen but you know I, I think that hot set boy I, I think that what we gotta do though like so for the for the dudes that's listening and, and hearing all this game like we gotta we gotta hold each other accountable yeah and you gotta hold yourself yeah. accountable like if you ain't got it like that like you have to be able to say, okay, uh, no, nah, I can't go out. Like, how hard is that to do when you're trying to kick it with a chick or whatever? She want to do something, you know, you ain't got it. Yeah. It's hard to say no because we be thinking, damn, this is an opportunity Man, to do something. Let me tell you, know? you though, this is the way our society is set up is because we believe and we feel like the next person is right is a DM right. away. Yes, a DM away. and then, and then, and bro, hold up, Jason. We, and, we we in competition with the person that's right. There. But Jason, yeah, that makes it tough. But be real though, because I think that you know, again, I always talk about how I, you know I'm older than y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like I grew up in a, in an age, especially when I was kicking it, where there wasn't no social media. You gotta yeah. admit, in this day and age, bro, there is a motherfucker DM waiting. You know what I mean? What Somebody's in the DM. They there. They waiting, bro. They there, dog. Like they waiting. Can I say this though? Why does it seem like every bitch in the DM or every bitch just trying to holler is better than? <laughs> you know what? What used to the grass be grass is green. Yeah, shit. grass ain't always. It green ain't always. No, it ain't always. Hey, it ain't huh? always green. But goddamn it, there's some patches in that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> patches everywhere. Uh, nigga. Look, me and my guy Rob always be talking about it, saying that, hey man, like they think it's sweeter on the other side, but it's not. It's not, as bro. Is they think on the other side? Sometimes yeah. niggas get so cocky, we'll be like, let her go. Let that motherfucker go out there. It's kind of like when I used, I know when I ran away from home and I used to leave sometime, my mom be like, okay, this nigga gone again. Get on Let him leave. He, he ain't going to have no money by the end of the week. Right. We look at it and be like, go on out there. You think it's sweet? We know these goons out here. Some right, of them are right. homeboys and they cutting these bitches down. He said, for real. Streets is ruthless, man. Man. And we know, we know the good women we've dated, they ain't built for that shit. We know mm-hmm. they ain't built for it for they walk out the door. What Jay Z said? Them niggas is foul just like us. Well, for real, <laughs> they niggas know it's other niggas. That bro, <laughs> and that's like I literally said on a podcast one day. I said half the game I give, I give because I've been that guy. Right. Whether right. I was a fuck boy for two years, three or six months, I've been the guy. Been the guy. So I see the signs. I Thank you for sharing, true. bro. I was a top ten pick in my day. <laughs> <laughs> Lottery, bro. Combine putting up numbers. A hundred reps on the bench press, easy. Oh my god! Football plates on that. Nah, bro. Like it's crazy, man. And it, and you know it's so and it's so hard to to walk that straight and narrow when you're single, bro. Yeah. Sometimes you adhere to the DMs. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Yo, what, look, you say, yeah, well, no what are you question. supposed to do, though? See, like, exactly, I, I, Jason. How long? That's like, exactly. I don't understand why y'all be like, I got tunnel vision. You waste more time when you're single <laughs> trying to date one person yeah. than trying to date multiple people and figure it out. Because it's like, right. I'm just going to date this one person. Nah. And then it don't work out. Now he hey, wasted your time where it's a like, six-month cycle. multiple Ooh. people, I'm a, the made the best man win, and you don't have to have sex with them yeah. to, to date them. You right. know, that's the misconception that's about dating multiple people. Bro, that's so true. automatically having sex with them. Yes. And I don't, I don't agree with that. That'll like, cloud your vision anyway. Date as many people as you can, as you want to. And if you having sex with them, like genuine, say, as long as we protect ourselves and do it right. All right, all right. Hey, yeah, yeah that's one of my favorite songs, bro. I told you, send that nigga hard, dog. <laughs> he is singing for real. Before we get before we get out of here, I was thinking um, on my way to the studio, and I was like, damn, you know, why is like, why are we, at least for me, I'm so cool with my exes, and then when you get with a new girl, they want you to get rid of your exes. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, I was like, why is this? So, it's like that for a lot of niggas. 
And I was like, literally, yeah. once you get past that hard part after you had a breakup, that person is really your best friend because they know every best fucking thing friend. about you. Yeah, they actually become better friends. That's why you end up having three or four of the motherfuckers and girls that you dating in the nude. They don't understand that. And it's like, yo, this may yeah. be you in three years, bitch. <laughs> Listen, bro, two of, two, two, two of my exes were at my wedding. Like, I told, I told oh, my wow. wife, like, yo, these are really my homies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to invite them to the wedding. So, you know. And, man, we it's all good. Like they, Look, that's a tough it's spot. Simple, as simple as this. <laughs> they, you know, your exes, what they seeing, or your new girl, what they seeing you, they know your exes see the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, bro. And that don't go away. It doesn't work. What it is, it don't go away. Mm-hmm. And but, oh, 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 what they seeing you, that yeah. don't go away. So yeah. they're going to automatically think, well, shoot, if he doing this with me or doing this to me, hey, she already know what it is. Uh-huh. So. Right. They're going to always think of that in that manner. And you just, you can't stop them. Like Rick said, because women, they selfish. That's a fact. Very selfish, bro. Because my dumb ass, I made the mistake (laughs) of telling stories of what happened before. I'm thinking I'm in a safe space with a current girlfriend just sharing stories and things I've done in the past. And it's like, that shit comes back. I've been there, bro. I've been there. You know what I'm saying? I've been there. You live and learn, though. It's better than just not to say nothing and just try to <laughs> keep that, keep the main thing the main thing and not even bring up old shit because yeah. it's least nothing but destruction. Say very yeah, little. We be, we be relationship hoarders, right? Like, I know me, like, I hold on to friendships, yep. like, everything too long. And I had to get to a point <laughs> where let me figure out who's the ones that, that matter yes. and everybody else just yeah. moving on out the way. So, yep. like... It's just a core, a, core, a core group of people that I've known my entire life. And those are my people. And they're going to be there unless they do something crazy mm-hmm. or vice versa. And it's all good. So before we get ready to get up out of here, we got another show in the next hour. But I wanted to try to, before we get out of here, talk about maybe some solutions and just speaking up. Like we mm-hmm. like having these spaces and actually speaking up. I know yeah. for me, it, it, people say advice. The advice is really just to do it. Right. You got to just do that shit and see what the response of your circle will be. Because mm-hmm. yeah. like, I've like i been in situations where, like you even told me, you'd be like, hey, bro, if you need something, just let me know. And literally, anytime I ever need anything, you're there. I know it's been times with Jason and them, like if I'm coming out there, if I'm like, hey, I can't get it this time, they'll be like, hey, well, we could take care of one night or we could do it. You have people who give you options. And I think it's important, just like Rich is talking about having, you know, a, a circle of friends. Yeah. Sometimes you got to see that you do have that circle. And lean into that shit. Right. And I think that's what I've tried to do with you guys that are all here tonight. And look at it in, like, what helped helped me is looking at it in more of a spiritual way. Um, Because I don't think we do that enough, especially in in masculine Mm -hmm. spaces. Yeah. You know, like, if if my mans want to do something for me, then I don't want to block that blessing. You know what I'm saying? Because he being a blessing to me, so I'm going to allow that shit. I'm not just going to fight him on it. Yeah. And if somebody offers that up, like, you got to take that. As a, as a positive, because there's a lot of brothers out there who don't got nobody that's offering nothing. Up. Yeah, think about this, Jay. Remember when I was in Chicago, and then Rich, I see you about to say something. But remember when I was in Chicago, and y'all was like, "I'm, we'll pay for you." We, they was like, "We got you, man. We'll pay for it." And I was sitting at the table, and I ordered a couple of drinks, and I was like, "Well, I can take care of my drinks." And Artiza's like, "That's so tacky." Like they said, they got you. Mm-hmm. So even got, that, you got it. Yeah, even that, just bro. Roll with it. Yeah. yeah, you just gotta let you 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 gotta let it roll. But but I think the thing is is that man, we gotta. It got to start with somebody, like you say, doing it. Like if these mm-hmm. are the conversations, then you just got to do it. You got to yeah. have people on that's actually going to speak and it's going to resonate with people to make them feel like, man, it's okay, right. man. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I'm like I'm sitting here mm-hmm. with my guy, Rob, when, when I was homeless, he was who I called. Like I didn't even tell my mama, my grandma, my brother. We I never called do. him. Yeah. And I was like, man, I need somewhere to stay. And he let me stay with him and his people for what, like a year or so? Yeah. Like, but I'm saying, like, man, we we just gotta be able to say, you know what, fuck it, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I just gotta, I just gotta say what I feel, you yeah. know, and and, and yeah. go about it that way. So, and you don't man, think, you, and you gotta appreciate them people because you don't think them people get annoyed sometimes with us being around or doing <laughs> shit. Like you think about, like, oh man, you taking up their space. Like, uh, it, it's some days where you're like, okay, I done did the same thing for some friends, and I'm like, a week or two weeks, I'm like, this nigga ain't like me. <laughs> like, you got to literally love this motherfucker as a friend. Right. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Bro. Be there for him. Mm-hmm. Right. So, man, you you know, if, if this is the space, you know, me ain't got to be able to speak up, but yes, we're more likely to speak up when we see our peers or the people yeah. around us speak up. You know what I'm saying? If you did a podcast with dudes having these conversations, 
and I saw Rick on it by chance, not even not, not him as my brother, and yeah. I'd be like, damn, mm-hmm. that's dope as hell. You know, I want to come on and tell my story, but yes. we don't see it enough. It's not normalized. Right. That's and the only thing. way it is, is that you got to find people that's ready to tell whatever story it is and be vulnerable, vulnerable about it. In the moment. It starts in those group chats, though, right? Like For sure. Two things is, is, is vulnerability and then it's also acknowledgement. Like it started off with us just spitballing as a group about stuff that we had going on in our group chat. And then eventually we started acknowledging mainly and. Y'all, y'all don't know how bad I needed to hear that. Like acknowledging the fact that he heard something that's going to help him yeah. out in another conversation. Yeah. And the next thing you know, we got a, a therapeutic session going on mixed in with jokes and a bunch of other BS. Like that's like my favorite thing to do mm-hmm. throughout the day. Bro, and it'd be hard for me. Chats. Yeah. yeah, it'd be hard for me. Like, I, and I've told Artesia a lot of times and other people where I'm like, yo, I'm glad that I've been brought into these groups, into these spaces, even with you, you know? Mm-hmm. And for me, like- Toss Frank and Rob in there. We're gonna I'm gonna toss y'all in there. Toss Rob in there. He gonna fuck up the algorithm though, man. <laughs> Frank and Frank gonna fuck. Yeah, draw it, man. Oh man, come on, man. Oh man, we ain't gonna get no boots. We ain't getting none of that back, man. No sir. He gonna fuck up the algorithm. Ain't none of the messages gonna go through. You know, you you know why I treat this nigga this way because anytime I get around niggas who can play space, this is how I get treated because I don't know how to play space. So I treat Android niggas like niggas treat niggas who don't know how to play space. You should not say that publicly, bro. Fuck that. <laughs> I grew up in a church household. I didn't watch. I didn't see none of this shit. We are gonna teach your ass. I'm a Domino's player, bro. I don't even want to play them colorful uh, cards. We gonna play, man. No, fuck that shit. <laughs> but we gonna... the pandemic. We was playing. Uh, we, we was playing Uno. Me. Was, that's Ryan, my shit. Jason. Okay. The app. The Uno is on the app though. On really? Oh shit. Okay. Getting, yeah, yeah. We was getting it in. <laughs> oh, getting playing for money. Like we was playing for money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to peep that one out. Yeah, Uno on the app. I'm okay. always on some Uno. Yeah, but man, we gotta it's the get iPhone, Frank. Ah, oh, we got it. Oh, yeah, bro. You out again, yeah. bro. Sorry, man. Samsung yeah. niggas. But before we get up out of here, man, I want to say uh, <laughs> thanks to Rich, thanks to Jason, thanks to Najee. Uh, we appreciate you guys for tuning in, man. And we hope to. We'll definitely be catching up with y'all again down the line. But again, yeah, thank you do this more. for coming through, Najee. I know it's I almost time this. for you to drink that yeah. warm water. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost time. I know it's like ten o'clock. Warm water and lemon. Yeah, that I was like chamomile tea, beloved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, now nah, we appreciate you guys, man. Um, what song you want to go out to? Let me see what we got on here. Let's do. Uh, I actually been on this Lil Wayne. Oh no. So let's go out to Lil Wayne's Oh No from uh, the Carter 2. Spider. Cut the music up, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? Jason. Away, boy. <laughs> All right, man. This is the reality is we're filtered. It yeah. becomes extinct. Episode 341. We out this bitch, man. We appreciate y'all. All right, now. Yes, sir. Yeah, I play the bullshit from the back seat, champ. Yeah, I'm in the back seat. Still got the seat back. Feedback, stay from where the fake be at. Nigga snitch for the shine. Where the patience at? Nigga make his own brother faces back. Give love, then take it back. Good grief, man. This world is quite heavy on my aching back. Cops killing for crack. You know the story, snakes he